0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Twas It.
1: Twirn. I think that's what the kids say today, right? Twirn. Right. They say twirn up. <laughs> oh man, that shit's twirn Twirnt Um. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm so good. I've never been nice. better in my life. Nice. Nice. Yeah. In your life. My life. My whole life has come Whoa. to this
0: moment. You've peaked. I've peaked, yeah.
1: Yeah. Some people, that peak was high school. Yeah. Me? Some people, that peak never comes. Exactly. And some people, mm -hmm. they climax at the end of sex. (laughs) That's true. Some people do. Some people climax at the beginning of sex, and then that ends up being the end. So, in some ways, they're living in the future. Exactly. If if you're looking at it positively. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but speaking of coming um oh 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 my i'm gonna open up a, a an incognito browser for this uh, hello episode hello do you know what the uh, second ecumenical council of the vatican was um was that about how to hide all the sex abuse No, that'll be
0: the third one no oh, way they, they
1: just should. do that
0: yeah, the second council or the second Vatican Council or Vatican II.
1: Oh, wait, is this vampires? I wish. Ah, shit. We should do an episode about vampires. Like vampire hunters and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm why sure. not? Maybe. I'm well. sure there's enough out there. It'd be a good Halloween one. hmm. Sorry,
0: Halloween. So, Vatican II is the sequel to the Vatican.
1: hmm. Electric uh,
0: Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Vatican II, Electric mm-hmm. Boogaloo. Uh, and it was a series of sessions or periods in, that the Vatican did, um, lasting about eight to twelve weeks each, in uh, from 1962 to 1965. Pope Mister Pope John the 23rd. I mean, once it gets to 23, pick a new name. But um, Pope uh, John 23rd to XX one 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 said, "Hey, the church is a little." messed up. Um, right? you know, people don't really like the church. There's a lot of lot more people
1: are secular. Uh, we might need to make some changes. Right. And uh, yeah. Hate to hate to barge in with this one. You said get rid of the numbers, but can you imagine being Pope Triple X? That's true. That's pretty good. Pope John Triple X. Yeah.
0: That's when Vin Diesel is gonna is Vin mm-hmm. Diesel Catholic? If not, he's gotta convert and then become the Pope. That's Popes. true. Sad the
1: Pope, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Now I gotta be John the X. <laughs> yep, it either means you're super hardcore, you're a pornography, or you're moonshine.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh he said, yeah. So 1959, he's like, okay, we gotta mm-hmm. change this, and this was the second big council like that where they had to make some they decided they needed to make some huge changes in the church. So stuff on right. theology, doctrines, mm-hmm. how to relate to the world around them. But yeah, so a lot of people didn't like all the changes. Um, or some people didn't like all the changes. And they would call themselves set of... Van- set of vacatism.
1: Set of vacatism?
0: Yeah. And what that was, was... Um, Set, or set of acatists, set of acatists, well I can't say this word, but it means the Holy See <laughs> is vacant. So basically the Pope, the Vatican, it's all vacant, it's not.
1: Are they saying that that they're not recognizing the current Pope because yeah. of this stuff? Yeah, so this group yeah. now
0: says that it's like since 1958 um, mm-hmm. or since uh, since 1962, either when he called it or when the... Uh, Actual council started basically, there hasn't really been a pope,
1: okay. Yeah, even so though there's been what three? three, four popes now, yeah. Well, if it was John, right? Yeah, so it was then John and then John Paul, John Paul, and then John Paul II, and
0: then Ratzenberg, and then
1: oh, there was John Paul and John Paul II,
0: yeah. They were right after each other because John Paul I was oh, uh, died really quickly, mm, like and he was like Pope space? and then dead, Pope, pope Frank. Was, yeah, re-entered the game. And uh, a, a man who didn't like this new council um, was a World War II veteran mm. and a Jeopardy! grand champion <laughs> from 1968. Wow. Um, when did w- Jeopardy! start? In the 60s. It was in response to the big um, like quiz show scandals. Okay. Yeah. So when they so quiz shows were kind of like out after after the scandals, and so Jeopardy came in, and their their whole stick was um, they give the answers because like that was the whole thing with the scandal was that they mm. gave, everybody had the answers. So the joke was we give yep. everybody the answers, you just have to come up with the question. So right. The, yeah. So that that's how nineteen sixty four. Okay. So he was like early Jeopardy. Um, yeah. So yeah, he won. I think at the time they had a limit of five games he could win. Uh, he he won those, and then he came back the next year for the grand championship, like the tournament, tournament champ- of champions. Yeah. yes. And then he won that. So I think all in all, he won around five six thousand um, dollars in Jeopardy. Uh, and this was a guy much. named uh, H- Hutton Peter Gibson. And uh, he had 11 children.
1: Whoa. Oh, yeah. My God. Man, this guy just does a lot of everything. A lot yeah. of Jeopardy, a lot of kids, a lot and of weird names. Very Catholic man and uh, Holocaust denier. Oh. Yeah. So he... How do you fight in World War II and deny the Holocaust?
0: Oh, they figured it out. Yeah, he once said something like, if... Uh, If Hitler wanted to kill 6 million Jews, he would have killed 6 million Jews. Here's the quote. Um, Hitler knew how to do things, or the Nazis knew how to do things, and if they had set out to kill 6 million Jews, they would have done it. But all we hear about is Holocaust survivors. Oh my God. So he's like, the reason... What do you mean all we hear about is Holocaust survivors? So it's, if he wanted to kill them, he would have killed them, there wouldn't have been any survivors. But if there was no survivors, then then he would have said...
1: There would have been some survivors, there would have been some people to Well, my thing is just like of course we're hearing from the survivors. They're the ones who survived. Yeah. Exactly. You want us to hear from all the dead people? Yeah. What about all the bodies? Yeah. <laughs> like exactly.
0: The um he said that the Second Vatican Council was a Masonic plot backed by the Jews. Um
1: Okay. And yeah. that's why he didn't. I mean, like I'm it. not. I'm not surprised that it's just anti-Semitism. Yeah. Um, At the same time, I'm still just kind of like, of course, it's anti-Semitism.
0: Yeah. He wrote a number of books about it. Uh, I think. Yeah. He he was a very successful writer writing about his uh, how the Vatican II was bad and how the Jews are bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, when he went on uh, Jeopardy, he went as Red Gibson, um, and then. Also in 1968, though he sued his work, he got in an accident at work at the railroad company, and he sued his work and got like 150, close to 150 thousand dollars in a settlement in 1968 money. So pretty, pretty good sum of money. He moved his him and his wife and his eleven kids to Ireland, and uh, and then he moved uh, shortly after that to Australia. Put another shrimp on the barbecue,
1: as they say. Okay. Uh, this, this is, is an, an interesting kind of like trajectory. Is it just trying on. to get like further away from people?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I think he had, I think his um, mother in law was in Australia. And so that kind of mm. helped. And he, loves his there, but, and he loves his mother in law. Um, and yeah, he loves his mother in law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was 145,000. But in 1956, so before any of this happened, um, mm-hmm. One of the kids he had was uh, a child born in 1956, uh, January 3rd, named Mel Comsil <laughs> Gerard
1: Gibson in yep. Peekskill, New York. I'm glad that you uh, clarified that one of the kids he had was a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I always thought, so this is Mel Gibson, famous uh, Hollywood
0: actor, Oh, uh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Consill, yeah. Gerard Gibson. Uh, I always yeah. thought his name was short for Melvin, but I guess that's just uh It's just Mel? Borat. Yeah, it's just Mel. Because Borat always calls him Melvin Gibsons. But wow. the case. Don't get oh, your man. information from
1: Borat. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, then we know all about all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, if we were going by Borat. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so, Mel Gibson was—he uh, became an actor.
1: Mm. Um, he you swerved me on this whole thing. I thought we were going to be talking about the other stuff. I guess I should have <laughs> read the link. <laughs> 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 Are we going to be talking about, um, what was it? Was it The Beaver, that movie he did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't know why I saw that movie. That
0: was after my I Hate Mel Gibson stuff, but I saw The Beaver
1: somehow. I feel yeah. like it was at the time when things had like cooled off enough and people were like, do we give him a chance? Yeah. And then I remember seeing I, it in like a small theater somewhere yeah. for some reason, and I was like, this is a weird movie. I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. He's trying to be like low-budget and quirky to get it on people's side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, tangent. Oh, no, no, no.
0: So he was acting in Australia. Austria. Mm-hmm. I can't do. I was trying to do an Austrian accent. Australia, Australia, yeah. Um, Austrian. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was the joke cuz like I was yeah. gonna, and then I realized I don't know how to do an
0: Austrian accent. Um Yeah. Uh
1: think Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. He's Austrian, right? Yeah, he's always yeah. like "Adrian." True. Um, um, is that why he did the Mad Max movies? Because of his ties to Australia? Yeah.
0: He was already living in Australia. And mm-hmm. then he, so he did the Mad Max movies. That's kind of what shot him to fame. And mm-hmm. then after that, of course, um, Lethal Weapon, the Lethal Weapon films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more of a diehard guy, so I didn't like invest as much. But I had some friends who were huge into the Lethal Weapons. Yeah. Braveheart. No, I think what yeah. was it? The Man Without a Face. With it was his directorial debut, um, which I remember liking as a
1: youngster. And then, yeah, I remember as a kid, my dad watching a lot more Brave or Mel Gibson movies. Yeah, same. Big uh, ones. I do. Braveheart was a big one, and then, um, fuck, what was the, uh, the Patriot? Yeah, the Patriot.
0: Yeah, I saw Patriot in the theater <laughs> when I was in college, and uh, and also yeah. I love women want. What's that? Well, what women what want. Yeah. <laughs> With Helen Hunt. But it was in uh, 2004 that uh, he released a film entitled The Passion of the Christ that mm-hmm. he directed. He was in it. His hand was the hand that nailed Jesus's hands to the the cross. So wow. that was that was his way of saying that I am just as responsible as everyone else for the death of Christ. But mostly he blame the
1: Jews. Um, yeah. So again, th- why is anyone responsible for that? He came down to do this to sacrifice himself for man. Did he not? Yeah. So why is anybody responsible? Exactly. Like this was his, his choice. fucking choice. Yeah. I didn't. No one asked for that. Yeah, and God, like God could have figured it another way if He was Almighty. And uh, if He was Almighty, we wouldn't need any of this. Just cut out the middleman. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. Uh, Um, so this was his highest grossing film and one of the highest grossing, um, independent films ever released. Yeah, but it
1: mainstream torture porn.
0: Yep, and one of the highest, or maybe yeah, I think the highest, yeah, the highest grossing R-rated film ever, mm-hmm. um, at thirty seven, uh, three hundred seventy plus thousand
1: uh, million, sorry, three hundred seventy plus million dollars in the box office. You know the thing that kills me about a movie like this is what do you bet how many um, like Catholic Christian parents took their children to see this, thinking that oh, they yeah. needed to see it. But we're also the same ones who would throw up fusses about like movies like Harry Potter or, oh, or any other yeah, yeah. violence or sexuality in anything. Yeah, You know, the same people like in the 80s who are like against the PMRC and like lyrics and music and and, you know, people trying to push for like harder ratings on movie theaters and shit like that and like not having certain things on TV. Yet yeah. they're going to take their kids to go see a man get tortured for two hours yeah exactly yeah fucking nuts yeah and it's all about that because it's all about guilt with
0: with jesus and his his torture right and that's why they filmed the whole torture is because the catholic and the christian idea is that you want to feel guilty for all every single pain like bit of pain that he went through because all of it is your fault and but that's just like
1: sad like sadism they just they want to like I don't know, like is it guilt or is it do they enjoy it? I I think there's yeah, a certain mix of the two that they just enjoy the the violence. Which, hey, fine. Yeah, I I like watching gory horror films because it's a it's it's fun and I know it's yeah. not real. But yeah, but if you're going into it thinking like you know when you when you completely deny it and you're like that's awful, it's disgusting, but because it's a depiction of this belief system you have, somehow it makes it okay and fun. Yeah. Or you know, fun, yeah. yeah, and the guilt. I guess I don't know. It's just, it's just, yeah, masturbatory. I guess, yeah, for them, exactly. And, and again, uh, fine if it's masturbatory and you're honest about it. Uh, sure, yeah,
0: yeah. There was there was definitely outrage about, um, you know, the uh, anti-Semitism mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um and because it's based it's not just that oh you're showing the, the Jews kill Christ, which has always been one of the main reasons for anti-Semitism, even though Christ was a Jew. For the it's first also, half of the Bible is uh Jewish. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. most uh, all of it pretty much. Uh so yeah. that's confusing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But it's also because like this this um, movie is based on passion plays and based on very right. anti-Semitic, ancient work. Not ancient, but old works. Yeah. 2006 is... Um, we're going to go back and forth through time a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But 2006, um, you may remember, is when he was arrested for a DUI. And yeah. uh, in that, he, the arresting officer was a guy named Mee. James Mee was his, his name. And, uh, in, in the arrest, uh, Gibson kept making anti-Semitic marks and said that the Jews were responsible for all the wars. Yeah. And he, he complained about the effing Jews. And then he asked the officer if the officer was a Jew and he said, yes, I am. And that, you know, went further, um, apparently it came out later there was a lawsuit against the station but when me submitted his report um his bosses told him to remove all the anti-semitic stuff and just just have it about the dui what Uh, because they didn't want to deal with the press and they didn't want to yeah they didn't want to further like damage gibson's reputation oh
1: no not his reputation and what is he what is he college athlete who yeah. did some horrible exactly. crime yeah oh no not their reputation yeah and horse
0: shit yeah and he did so he sued them eventually for uh, religious discrimination um, gibson did no the the uh oh the police okay. officer, he sued his suit is his boss um okay and that's the thing too <laughs> I like, like what <laughs> People say, oh, yeah, there's good cops or whatever. There's some good cops. But it always comes down to they just get forced out. Like, if mm-hmm. there's a good cop who tries to do the right yeah. thing, they're going to get forced out. This is why mm-hmm. I, I'm i not saying there's never been a good cop. I'm just saying the system is no. rigged against them. And yeah. they don't Silence is violence. Out. Yeah, exactly. And if as soon as they speak out, they're yeah. gone.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not doing anything about it, you're enabling it. Yeah. But then, when you do do something about it, you get pushed out anyway. So, exactly. You're yeah. kind of fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. But mm. it's systemic. And uh, one person can't change that. Um, yeah. But that's the problem. We're so entrenched in it. Yeah, what exactly. Do you do? And,
0: uh, but like Malcolmson said uh, later that, oh, you know, this was just, um, I was upset because I was called anti Semitic for. Um, for my previous movie for passion of the christ and that was kind of still there and i was drunk and but
1: if you're upset about being called anti-semitic why would you go on an anti-semitic rant exactly exactly when you go on a rant about people calling you anti-semitic like can't believe those fucking assholes would think i'm anti-semitic that's bullshit rather than fuck the jews yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like what's the logic there i don't yeah I mean, like you said, his dad was a Holocaust-denying crazy person. So he grew up in it, I'm sure. I'm sure he grew up in the middle of Australia with just only that. Yeah, and so
0: he has a history of anti-Semitism long before Passion of the Christ. And and he has just a history of being a dick. So uh, 1996, it was reported that he... uh, it was reported later, but it was in nineteen ninety six that he was said to have asked Winona Ryder if she was an oven dodger. He said, "You're not an oven dodger, are you?" And that was him referring to Jewish people as people okay. who. Wow. So he's now not denying the Holocaust, but I was going to say, I mean, light of it, yeah. Um, so he was never he, he's never been on a record as being a Holocaust denier. But what he has been on record is, like, downplaying.
1: A person who doesn't like Jews.
0: Yeah, he downplays it as, like, yeah. well, a lot of people died in the war. It was wartime. A lot of bad things happened. Kind of mindset of, you know, we all make mistakes. But, yeah, just very much downplaying it. Um, yeah. he's yeah. He has, of course, denied the Winona Rider's claims. Um, but yeah I it doesn't uh it wouldn't surprise me if he has said this uh, also a gay uh, a gay actor once uh, said that uh um, Mel Gibson asked him am I gonna get AIDS um by being around you kind of thing
1: oh my god
0: yeah uh, and he's been uh very uh, very homophobic for a very long time um, in 1991. Um, he made derogatory comments about gay people and homosexuals in his um, in an interview with the Spanish newspaper. I'll, I, I, oh yeah, Trevor, just say a Spanish word. This will be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may but, as
0: well. Um, and then later he said, oh, I shouldn't have said it, but uh, I was tickling a bit of vodka during that interview and the quote came back to bite me in the ass.
1: So maybe you shouldn't be drinking then. Yeah, he blames if, it all if, on alcohol, but um, yeah, that's the thing too. That's, is that's, like that's not how alcohol works. Exactly. Though.
0: Yeah, like um, you're gonna say you're not gonna get new ideas because you had alcohol. Like all of a sudden, you you're not gonna drink some some drink that has anti-Semitism in it, right? You're yeah, you're yeah. You, that that was already there. You're just drinking something that makes it come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so he's been uh, he's been always in that same sect of the church, the Catholic church as his dad uh, and even built his own church, a little a uh, little church for himself to like do church in. Yeah. Holy Family Church is what he calls it. And he worships there with his family. And uh, since 2003
1: is when he built this little thing. And uh, yeah. So he. That's so weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just build like a backyard barbecue pit and jacuzzi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a fucking chapel. Yeah. He, uh, married? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying. I mean, I guess as like a rich person, you don't want to be out in public for your worship, I guess. But yeah. I don't know.
0: Weird. Yeah. You know, I, I went to a church for a little while in uh, Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go some Sunday nights. But this church was also the church of a, a hockey player. Mm. And uh, his famous wife, um, Ken, Candace Cameron Bure, or D.J. Tanner from uh, Full House. So I went to
1: church with a celebrity... <laughs> Well, yeah. I guess
0: yeah, because he's very strict, small Catholic too, so that would be probably be harder to find that sect of Catholicism like anywhere mm-hmm. too. So you got to build your own. And plus, like when celebrities are seen going to church, it's because they're trying to like boost their, yeah. Um, yeah it's like Justin Bieber joining the mega church to like help totally his the image pop. Like so, the con- most controversial line from from Passion of the Christ is, uh, well, I mean, most of all, like the way he portrayed.
1: Sorry, Latin or whatever. Yeah, it was all
0: in. Um, <laughs> so. It was some Latin, and then it was mostly in Aramaic. Um, Aramaic, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, and uh, but just the way they portrayed um, the religious leaders, very anti-Semitic um, mm-hmm. stereotypes. Uh, yeah. And there's also the line where the Jewish high priest says, "His blood is on us and our children, and on our children," which has always been used as like the way to say that from now on the Jewish people are cursed because we
1: killed the Lord. Um, Why are the sins of the father the sins of the son? Yeah. Why? Exactly. Why? Why?
0: And it's funny, too, because the Bible says that, I mean, the Bible does say that um, kids can be punished for um, the crimes of their father, but it also says they can't. But Uh, why? Yeah, because it's one of those contradictions. But, um, yeah, exactly. Like, how is that the kid's fault? Yeah. yeah, They're why wouldn't fucking do people? That? Yeah. Um, I'm watching uh the new season of Good Omens mm-hmm. on Prime, and uh, they tackle the story of Job, which is
1: pretty great. And uh, from Arrested Development? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, from the Bible.
1: Heard of it? Oh, no, I haven't actually. Is it, oh. is it uh, a miniseries?
0: Yeah, the Job miniseries from the Bible. It's it's nice, but there's a part in the Bible where so Job's kids die and uh but then he's rewarded again by having twice as many kids and uh the show is like the one angel is like but kids people are gonna be sad if their kids die even if they get more kids and like the yeah. angels don't jo- just don't understand that so it's like that whole like thing of him trying to convince them like we can't do this so he goes on his own thing um i don't know where i was going with that But, oh, yeah, the Bible doesn't really
1: care about, like, actual logic when it comes to, like, yeah. human beings and stuff. I um, mean, it is pretty funny. It's just like, well, we killed your kids, but here's two more kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, all right, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of love my old kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: So he, uh, his wife was, his first wife, um, even though he's not supposed to divorce, he eventually did divorce her. Rose Gibson. Yeah, because one of the reasons, no, not one of the reasons, but he she wasn't Catholic. She she was Episcopalian. And um, that's got to be tough. And even though she worshipped with him in his church, um, he Mm -hmm. would later say that, well, she doesn't get into heaven because she's not the right kind of Catholic. So, uh, yeah, cool guy alert. But uh, so they get divorced because he's. Um, You know, an alcoholic, and he's saying vile things and just being despicable. And yeah, everything with him being just a vile person, she eventually left him. And Mm -hmm. then he starts dating somebody else on the phone. He's talking to her, and she records a phone call in 2010 where he famously said if she was attacked by a bunch of N-words, or attacked, he said raped, by a bunch of N-words, then it would be her own fault. And still we forgave him and let the beaver come out after that. Um, and then, yeah, 2011, he's he's decided that he's going to do a film about the Maccabees. I guess this is his way to apologize to the Jewish people. Because um, earlier he had planned to do a, a miniseries about the Holocaust as a way to apologize. And then that mm. got canceled. And then he was going to do a story about the Maccabees, and a lot of people were like, "Maybe don't take our like hero, and um, yeah, do whatever you're going to do with it because you're a terrible person." And so there was controversy around that, of course. And then, so they, did that
1: come out or no?
0: That never came out. Never came out. No. So that was cancelled. And then, um, let's see. Yeah, and he was basically doing that because he wanted to show that he wasn't anti-Semitic, but there right. was just a lot of script problems and a lot of issues with, eh, maybe you're not a good person. um, Maybe. Yeah. Just maybe. And yeah, so one of the writers said that um, he still continued to call uh, Jewish people very terrible names, including continuing to say oven Dodgers. So there's multiple people who have confirmed that he says that and then he uh hebes is another yeah, yeah. i've heard
1: that before yeah, yeah.
0: and uh it's like
1: a uh, hebrew right
0: yeah yeah and then he uh he's he also so yeah this is while he's working on a movie about the maccabees he's mm-hmm. saying this stuff and he also said to the guy that uh the holocaust was mostly a lot of horse shit yeah yeah so, yeah. And uh, oh wow. okay. And so you know the old uh, Catholic um, legend about how um, the Jews kill Christian babies in order to make matza. That was an old like middle uh, Middle Ages um conspiracy theory uh, yeah. I might have I, I think I
1: might have heard this before but I,
0: it still surprises me I I was reminded about it again uh, from uh um behind the bastards that they're talking about uh that's yeah. probably where I where I heard it then yeah, yeah. and they were talking about that and um cuz that was one of the things that was still around before, like pre-war still popular among a lot of catholic mm-hmm. people um and so he still held on to that one or still at least joked about it yeah. uh possibly believed it but at least joked about it. Yeah. So, um and then of course Gibson has said that none of this is true. It's utter fabrications. Um he's making this all up, but I think if it causes a movie to not happen and it causes such a big rift, um there's probably something to it, but you know, who am I to
1: <sighs> yeah I don't well I mean it seems like anything like that <laughs> they're just on such eggshells with him with everything and his history and yeah. the continued shit that's happening so Yeah.
0: And yeah in 2013 he said he was being interviewed by Peggy Noonan for the Readers Digest um mm-hmm. and later they re- Released some outtakes from that interview where he said about the Holocaust that when the war was over, they said it was 12 million, then it was 6 million, now it's four. I mean, it's kind of a numbers game. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow, he's a bad guy. He argued that it was just one loss of life among others, that the Second World War killed tens of millions of people. Some of them were Jews in concentration camps in the Ukraine. Several million starved to death between 1932 and
1: 1933. Both can be true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both can be true. Both yeah. are true. These things happened. Millions of people did yeah, die. Well, it's like, it doesn't mean it's that like the we one talk- thing isn't bad. <laughs>
0: exactly yeah exactly it's like we were talking about earlier with that one comment where the guy said that christians don't kill as many gay people as other religions so maybe focus on them still killing gay people yeah exactly like if once or that number directly is zero, or indirectly yeah exactly yeah think and, about um, how many
1: uh, lives are ruined because of uh, anti-gay sentiments especially in like religious families of all religions you know what i mean exactly like how many children are abandoned ostracized forced into homelessness forced to do god knows what you know and how many of them just decide to take their lives because of that and you know being completely abandoned by their families so exactly yeah
0: and i mean and one of the about
1: that yeah
0: exactly One of the reasons I thought of this topic, too, now is because Jim Caviezel, the star of um, The Passion of the Christ, is in that new movie, Sound of Freedom. Right. And um, it got me thinking about Passion of the Christ, and it got me thinking of Gibson, and then I just did this. But um, one of the things with that movie, too, um, there's a lot wrong with that movie. But Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that they always forget when it comes to um, human trafficking is that a lot of times the people who are human trafficked, it's not like some random yeah. kid taken off the street um, oh, yeah. like while you're grocery shopping. It's a queer kid who was kicked out of his religious family um, and then ends up on the street and ends up in human trafficking because yeah, they need to trust somebody. Somebody gains mm-hmm. their trust and then they are human trafficked. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like your, your, you're part of a group that's the cause of this, but you're acting like you're the hero by right. saying, it's "Well, because
1: than- so much of what their uh, uh, narrative for it is is that innocent innocent people are just being picked up on the streets randomly. Where it's just like a lot of times there's a cause and effect to these vulnerable people and why they're yeah. being picked up." And maybe you need to look at some of those symptoms that that cuts off that thing. But again, it's the same with like any crime, like so much of stuff like you're more likely to be kidnapped or murdered by someone, you know, it's, yeah. it's more often than not a close relative or friend of the family who's doing this stuff to you. Yeah, exactly. And with this trafficking, it's it's starting at home yeah. a lot of times, not all the time. Yeah. But a lot of times.
0: Yeah, right? exactly.
1: It's um. 2016, he
0: was being interviewed for Hacksaw Ridge, um, mm-hmm. one of his war movies
1: that um, I haven't seen. I haven't either. And um, I honestly, loved... <laughs> when you were when you were going in and you said Gibson in the beginning, it didn't even click to me to think of Mel Gibson. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. the last time I even really thought about him.
0: The, and another, another reason I've been thinking about him lately too is because every time I go onto Netflix mm-hmm. and you don't have Netflix right now but they're really trying to get me to watch um, a movie he made a couple years ago about being a radio host called On the Line. So he made this movie a couple years ago, and it just got added to Netflix. And Netflix is like, hey, you want to see this raging racist um, homophobe, don't you? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. Yeah, yeah, but in 2016, he's promoting Hacksaw Ridge and the um, 2006... um, DUI gets brought up and he said that he's annoyed and he thinks it's
1: unfair that people have a prejudice against him. Uh, I mean, it is interesting that that would be brought up in the interview. Yeah. A 10-year-old ten, a DUI conviction and things like that. I mean, I, I get well, it. Well, it was the anti-Semitism that was brought up, but yeah. No, no, no. For yeah. sure, for sure. I get it, but it's also like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. like, Because for me, you're already... I mean, it could have been that, like, because for me, if if I was forced to interview somebody who I hate, I'm probably going to bring up something that makes them mad. (laughs) Totally fair. Totally fair. So, like, because, you know, I don't want to get fired from my job by refusing the interview, but also I'm not going to let this guy get off easy, even though it's just a press junket. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. Yeah. Surely if I was really what they say, I was some kind of hater, there'd be evidence of action somewhere. <laughs> yeah, okay. He said that like, on Variety, yeah.
1: feel like there is Mr. Gibson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In um, 2019, it was reported that he would star in a film called Rothschild. As a character named Whiteclaw or White Law, sorry, Rothschild, the patriarch of a super wealthy New York family whose name is uh in a play on the Rothschild dynasty, a favorite target okay. of anti semites So uh, it's still in development, apparently, but he's uh bad choice, Mr. Gibson. Yeah. And um, yeah. And maybe that movie has come out and I just didn't notice, but that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. So, yeah, still very, very religious, very Catholic, very outspoken, uh, very much um, tr- trying to get back. Robert Downey Jr. says we
1: got to forgive him. So, I don't know. Do you forgive him? I mean, <laughs> ah, man. I, I can see why Robert Downey Jr. might, someone who went through, like, a really... Substance abuse and like low point in his career, so I can understand him maybe like being like more compassionate to whatever's happening, but it just doesn't feel like there's been any growth from him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Danny Junior. I feel like has grown as a person and like tried to do better and be a better person. Where Gibson just kind of feels like he's doing the same thing. Bad shit happens, and then he just ignores it, and then moves on and does more. That shit so yeah
0: because his response always seemed to be i didn't say that or i was drunk right and it's never owning it's never owning what he said it's never um trying yeah. to make up for what he said it's there's it's no always... corrective behavior
1: there's no yeah. re- remorse for doing anything right so yeah. you know th- that's the big thing right like if you're if you're able to like demonstrate that you're actually trying to change because people could change yeah people can change yeah even if you used to be a piece of shit uh um, yeah but like, i said i used to be a piece of shit but like come on man if yeah. you're just like if every like four years there's another interview of you saying something racist or anti-semitic yeah maybe you're still racist and anti-semitic and yeah. you're not doing anything about it or you don't care about it so and it's probably a lot of it is because it's
0: so tied to his religion and it's so tied to his religious yeah. upbringing that like he can't apologize to it because then he'll go to hell
1: you know totally so. i mean that's i mean that's that's one of the things that like the more i learn about it and you know people in general not as an excuse but contextualizing so much of this stuff is like again he was raised in a very very strict religious kind of like And his dad was an anti Semite and probably super racist and super awful. Like when you're when you're raised in something like that, it's really deeply ingrained in you. And then, you know, if you get as far as you do and you still have that as a part of you, it makes it even harder to get away from you. And then as soon as fame happens, and I'm sure like for years he was just surrounded by yes men, you know, there's people it's the same kind of thing with uh with someone like like kanye right i yeah. i bet there was just like so much time where everything he did everyone around him was just like that's a good idea that's great keep doing that yeah until it wasn't a good idea anymore and then now he's just so far into it that there's just nothing he can really yeah. do you know what i mean yeah and again this is not i'm not saying it to forgive them or to say that they're the victim in any of this but more to just kind of like contextualizing maybe why they're as terrible as they are.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Cuz again, I mean as shitty a person as they are, they're still I mean he's not murdering people, I guess, yeah. so like it's bad, but I'm not like, like fuck this guy, lock him up, you know?
0: To me, I think like if he were to put out a 10-minute ukulele apology, I oh, think I would do God. it for me. Like that would really <laughs> fix it. Actually, uh, I would I that would might
1: that would do really well with me actually yeah i think think, and then i think he'd be fine then yeah well i mean if he did a 10 minute ukulele apology where he never really apologizes gaslights the victims and then plays the victim himself yeah then maybe it would be a really good (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah, that yeah and then puts it on apple music to monetize it and make sure the video is over 10 minutes so that it's better monetized on youtube as well yeah yeah exactly yeah i think that would be really good (laughs)
0: yeah as somebody though i will say this as somebody who has accidentally copyright claimed somebody mm-hmm. um i think it could have been an accident that she copyrighted people for the video mm. because it's an automated system that like
1: uh, yeah um, i mean that part of it is honestly that's the least of my concerns yeah, about but that still yeah exactly. i don't give a shit about that <laughs> yeah. like, that's something like <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. That, I don't. It, that's not the issue in this whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> but I shut that off, folks. That's I like won't copyright you ever. Yeah, it's like because shut it off. Yeah, she, the yeah. house is on fire. The house is on fire. It's like oh shit! I, fr- I forgot to I forgot to flush the toilet on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, now you are matter. gonna have flaming turds. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and they're gonna burn. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Is my opinion on Mel. I agree. I agree.
1: Um, I agree. I guess. I get. I feel like I have to defend what I was saying before. Yeah. Again, when when I'm saying like contextualizing and all this stuff and understanding that, I guess I'm saying that I I think that there's always a possibility and a chance for these people to to change and to realize the mistakes that they've made and the context from which they came, and I think that's why I try and put that out more because i think yeah. the more that people can understand that and learn that about themselves and other people i think that brings a path towards them changing yes. and yeah. correcting that behavior yeah. rather than just constantly being like they're a bad person and that's it yeah they be like you're a bad person but you're you these are behaviors that you can do something about and become a better person
0: yeah and i mean if you look at i mean um <sighs> mm-hmm. do dan Harmon versus um Mm-hmm. justin Rowland, the way they both totally responded to when they were yeah um accused like the way dan Harmon handled it mm-hmm. was it really showed like hey i'm gonna for sure work on myself and like here's what i'm gonna do here's the plan for like battering myself and i fully admit to what i did and yep. then justin Rowland's like no fuck you i didn't do any of this yeah. and yeah and it's so there's that yeah, yeah.
1: 100 percent and that's i think that's the big thing right it's it's understanding the causes and context of things, but then it's also admitting your mistakes and then being able to change and learn and grow from those things as well. Yeah, the people who aren't doing that are, are just continually proving that they're not good people. Yeah, this exactly. Is a, this is a situation yeah. like this, and again, like I was saying, I'm not trying to do it to to absolve these people of anything. I'm just trying to figure out maybe why they're doing this. Yeah, and I think it's an I think it's important to kind of know that to a certain degree.
0: Yeah. And there is still accountability, no matter what. Like, um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, because for me, I mean, example is I was raised in a family in and in a household that said that homosexuality was a sin and it was always wrong. Yeah. Um, I had to crawl my way out of that. I had to figure out on my own. Do I want to be a good person? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is a yeah. good person? What does that mean? Is it, um, oh, I'm gonna not like this group of people because that's the way I was raised or do I start to analyze what's happening on my own and come to my own conclusion whether or not that hurts people in my life as oh you're going against the way you were raised you know and it's like Mm -hmm. at some point you have to take responsibility for your own actions and your own opinions and your own words exactly
1: and I think uh, that's a big part of like what we talk about here right is it's about like kind of addressing your past and and kind of figuring out ways to move forward in a positive light. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And speaking of moving forward in a positive light, do you think we should thank our patrons?
1: <laughs> Positively we should. Oh my god, wow. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank, you. thank you so much. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Bible study. A study of the Bible. Thank you for coming again on this week. Um, the fact that you come every week means uh, the world to us, mm. and it means um, the afterworld to the Lord. Yeah, and his it, it really
0: uh, sends the devil right back to hell where he belongs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: um, mm-hmm. Just uh, being the cool guy in hell, coolest guy in hell coolest guy there yeah. now is he there because he can't afford rent in heaven or no he asked one question oh he's like why Which? do you get the corner office and god's like
0: get out of here I'm yeah. the boss so
1: but shouldn't shouldn't there be four corner offices no it's the whole floor <laughs> oh okay <laughs> sorry I was always confused by that um but speaking of confusion I think it's time that we thank some, some some special prayers here for yes. our, our friends. Uh, so I have a special one coming out to comfort and Adam. Mm. And let's not forget Callie Joy.
0: Amen. And Amen. I have a very
1: Amen. special prayer
0: request for uh, Clayton. Mm. Um, Clayton's been very supportive of his local union mm. and he's been bringing them um, donuts every day mm-hmm. and coffee every day and just being like a very supportive person and and hoping mm-hmm. that the, you know, the workers get, get what they, what they need. But, um, has he thought about our corporate overlords? That's true. That is true. Yeah. What do they need? What is that? Mm-hmm. What do
1: our billionaires need? Exactly. Yeah. So we just they lift up Clayton. Lift him up. Hi. And I have a special prayer request today for our friend, Alex P. Mm-hmm. Um, also loves unions, loves unions so much. Um, They've been going to every wedding that they can because it's a holy union and they've been there and they've been shaking everybody's hand. But, but Alex, I just got to say, you got to stop going to weddings. You're not invited to, Um, you know, you got to pay the vendors and you're not paying the vendors by just showing up and eating whatever you want. Yeah. I I understand you love unions, but you got to make sure that you're on the invite list. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. And uh, Tishia actually mm-hmm. um,
0: heard we were praying about unions today, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but misheard it. So um, I have a very special prayer request for uh, Tishia. Uh, they wanted to get on this prayer list, so they've been eating a lot of onions because mm-hmm. they thought it was onion prayer. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so lots of bad breath. And, um, you know, it's just not good. Like, they, it, you think of it as a vegetable, but if onions are the only thing you're eating, you, yeah. you're missing out on a lot of nutrients. So we just lift up I mean, the
1: tissue. If you're only eating one vegetable or one fruit, I think it, it doesn't matter what it is, you'd be missing out on a lot. Except for apples. Yeah, or funions. Or funions, yeah. They're nutritionally dense. Exactly. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So uh, we just lift them all
0: up and Lift air them balloon, up um up, right up in the air
1: so they can go around the world in 80 days and see all the wonders that the Lord has for them. Amen. And we just said uh, now we move on to our special rock lyric of the week. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna Who be? Who's it gonna be? I got got called off work. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Look at you, free day.
1: Get some groceries. Sorry.
0: Hey, everybody. Damien doesn't have to work today. Beep beep beep. Um, this song is called "Good Feeling" by a band called Halo. Mm. Is this just like a ripoff of "Good Vibrations"? I think so. Um, this was '80s. The 1980s, okay. I believe, I found mm. it on a Christian classic rock station. 1980s. That was about ten years, right? That was about ten years. Yeah, about that. I was thinking the other day how it's strange that, um, like, a, an 87 Trans Am, yeah, as an example of a car, or yeah. like a 1960s Corvette, mm-hmm. are always as old as they've always been. You know, like it doesn't matter that. An 87 Trans Am is almost 40 years old now. It's it's a 10-year-old car. <laughs> right. I, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're like saying. Like, in my mind. Yeah, that's just... Um, but uh, these this is a good feeling by Halo. Um, and it goes like this. Troubles all around you. Don't know which way to go. Pressure from the outside. Wants to take control. There seems to be this feeling deep down inside. You brush it off as ego, but there's no way you can hide. Torn between emotions, one yes, the other no, like an argument unsettled. Got to face toe to toe, face toe to face it toe to toe. Uh, It's a good feeling deep down inside. Just want to tell you that you just can't hide. It's a good feeling that I'm going to say you just can't help. That's what you feel. A decision must be made. It's tearing you apart. A tugging on the inside. A feeling in your heart. Something. Sometimes it's better left unsaid, but never left undone. No compromise with your will. Got to go it all alone. It's a good feeling deep down inside. Just want to tell you that... You just can't hide. Um, I feel like there's a line where it says to give your life to Jesus. Um, but it goes on like that. You got to give. But, uh, but you got to give. But the Oh, yeah. Here we go. No one ever said it would be easy with two directions pointing a way to go. But the giver of life stands ready. All you have to do is let him know. Let him know. Um, so you got to give your life to Jesus and then you'll have a good feeling. Okay. Deep down inside.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this this is just a song saying like there's a lot of stuff out there, but don't listen to it. Yeah, (laughs) just just believe in God. You'll be fine. Believe in God make a movie about him being tortured. Believe in God. Don't have opinions. Don't listen to reason or, you know, differing beliefs than yours. Only listen to God and you'll never be wrong. That's all it's saying. I don't like that. I don't like the message. I think it's bad. The video I'm bad, working bad, on bad.
0: now, like, I mean it'll be out by the time this comes out, but like, um, there's one pastor who says, um, well, whatever the Bible says, I bow my mind to that. So even though I don't understand it, I still have to accept it. And it's like, No, you don't. You don't no. have to just accept something because it's in an old book. Like you
1: can think critically about things. Yeah, but that's hard. Yeah, that's true. That is hard. And I then you have to take accountability and then you have to question your belief systems and yeah maybe think about the stuff that you're blindly following and why would why would you want to do that? Yeah that all sounds terrible. <laughs> it's gross. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. F- fake news I say.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Speaking of f- oh no wait, that doesn't work. <laughs> fake news, I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Uh thanks everybody.
1: Sorry about being about Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least he didn't kill anyone that we know of. Yet. Yet.
0: Oh, yeah, because in Mad Max, I think he did. Oh, shit. And in oh, lethal legal weapon. Legally weapon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Work, 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 Sky Moon.
1: <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.